Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Have an Opinion. Big thank you to Tim Tortora last week for joining us, but this week it's back to the Nick and Kyle show, the second option for the name of this podcast. This week we have another Forensic Files episode we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Colin Coward's uh, top 10 sidekick list, which is very questionable. And we're going to talk about our favorite seasons of the year. We're going to rank them one through four. All of that in some enlightening side conversation on the menu. It's special. It's on the house. It's Have an Opinion. Up next. And welcome back to Have an Opinion. It's Nick. It's Kyle. Back behind the mics yet again. Mm-hmm. Another week. About 35 minutes ago when you said you were on your way. Yeah. I was like, I really don't know if I'm moved to podcast today. Mm. I didn't know. And then uh, you got here, and we talked. I got fired up a bit about some personal life stuff, and now I feel like we could talk till 8 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. That's how. Usually we do that when the show starts. We start just catching up with each other, Mm -hmm. and then it's like 30 minutes of crap you don't care about. But (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm in the mood now to uh, to chat a bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, me and you were both saying as we got on, we're pretty beat up. Yeah, I'm tired. And... uh, I'm tired. I looked at my loans, as I just told you before we started uh, recording. Mm-hmm. Looked at the loans for school. Thankfully, I think I got a job, not in my field, but a job that will give me some income Start putting uh, money on it. for the time being. But mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. Been a brutal couple weeks uh, just trying to figure some things out. But a uh, good 4th of July weekend. Uh, I keep forgetting. Like when you said it, like this weekend stuff, I was like... Oh, that's cool. It sounds like a fun weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, Sunday. It's it's 4th of July. Yeah, right. It's, it's weird that it's on a Sunday. Yeah. I maybe feel, that's... I think Monday, July 5th is going to be the most taken off day of the year. <laughs> we have off uh, for Smith. I don't know if it's a national, I know it's a national holiday. I don't know if everybody gets off or mm-hmm. not. But yeah, who's, yeah, who's going to work that That's Monday? weird. <laughs> it's weird to be in on a weekend. Doesn't feel right almost. Right. Like that should be a middle of the week thing where you just get a little reset. Mm-hmm. But alas, <laughs> comes on one of the days you already get off. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, really excited for this week's episode. I think we have a lot of uh, fun, uh, general back and forth talking points that uh, it should be pretty opinionated. Yeah. Which I don't know if we've been on that uh, wavelength all this season. I yeah, think there's been were. a lot of general discussion, but that's that's a good point. I know on the music one, when we get back to doing the best second song, second best song, I'm gonna get more fired up. We left the Led Zeppelin one last time, and I was like, you know what? I should have yelled. I should have got angry and said, Remember a year ago when we did this, the first season, Kai would leave every episode and be like, I can't believe I didn't blow up yet. Like every episode, it was like, I can't believe I didn't blow up yet. What was the one? Was it Star Wars? There was one where I remember getting heated. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was the episode eight review. Yeah, I think it was something Star Wars related. I'll have to look. All the notes are here. That bracket is still a thing, by the way. We're just trying to figure out how to do it. It's literally (laughs) sitting right over here. Again, if we had a second camera, you could see it. Uh, but yeah, fun episode today. Really excited to get into it. As always, drop a follow, hit subscribe, leave a like, all that fun stuff. Leave a positive review if you just listen to the audio. Uh, fun fact, more people do listen to the audio than watch the YouTube oh, video, really? which is kind of the opposite of what I thought would happen when we started doing the video portion of this. Right. But, uh, I mean, if you aren't into sitting and watching two guys sit and talk at a table, I, I can't fully blame you. But uh, That's a good point. It is cool. It is cool because that's kind of the – it's like when I did a so, uh, science experiment in like sixth grade for the first time and you like – your hypothesis is wrong. You're like, whoa, that's oh, so cool oh. that that happened. I didn't know where you were going to go with that. I, you never know <laughs> and have an opinion. You opened your drink. What are we drinking? Because it looks like we got two options. Yeah. So I got a uh, Mellow Yellow and grabbed a pop before I left work. 
and Diet Coke, the usual. I didn't have uh, an energy drink on hand, so I was like, well, I'll spice it up with two pops, oh. you know, enough caffeine. One of these days, it'll just stop me. It'll just put me down, Sp- and I'll be able to rest. It's like SpongeBob. Not one, but two marshmallows when he puts them on the stick. <laughs> Kyle's over here trying not to have a heart attack on having an opinion. I got this nasty cut on my finger. That's funny. I slammed my finger in the slicer, too. This is from a toilet seat. Oh, The well. seat fell down in the basement toilet seat, which is obviously, I don't know if it's the case in any house, uh, not the better of the two options. Uh, and it fell, and I grabbed it, and immediately I just saw blood trickling oh. down my hand. I went, that's a brutal. little scratch. And it must not be, like, sewn up well yet, because every time I use hand sanitizer after I go to the bathroom or soap, it, it just burns. And I've put Neosporin on it, too. So oh, okay. I, it, that thing better be clean. I don't think it should be infected. Oh, yeah. If it's still burning, then you're good. But uh, fall is a season. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's the one I looked down at and I, I saw I... on my list. So let's get into it. <laughs> what is the best season of the year? We have winter, spring, summer, and fall. Yes. Uh, autumn, if you will. Autumn, <laughs> if you will. If you will. Uh, we're we're gonna start with number four. Yeah, and this is a little off kilter from what we normally do, but I think it's. It, you said you saw something on Twitter. That is true. I wanted to lead off with that. Okay. Every once in a while, I see something on Twitter that really gets me thinking. And for the last couple days, mm-hmm. space throughout, people have said the season of summer is overrated, and that people only like it because they associate it with when they're kids and they don't have to go to school. And I said, huh. And I've been thinking about that. And so now, I think it's something we should have an opinion on. Oh. So let's hear the opinion. So let's hear it. Top four seasons. There are only four there seasons. Are. So let's rank <laughs> the, the seasons. Four. The top four. I uh, think uh, number four is obvious, right? It's spring, right? Is I looked as if there's a person there to like, you uh-oh. know. <laughs> you, are you a big spring guy? I, I have number four is winter. Ah. Uh, let, let, explain your spring well, choice to me first. Sure. Uh, so spring's one where I love the smell of spring. Like when the snow starts melting, there's that smell of like it's warming up, things are changing. The reason why I don't, one, sorry, the reason why I don't like spring as much, one, where we're at, there hasn't been a good spring in a while. It's been winter and then like maybe 40 degrees for a while with no snow and then like It'll snow again for a week in like March, mm-hmm. late March or late April. We got snow, I think, this year. And then it's like 50 and then boom, 70 humid, mm-hmm. 80 humid. Like there's really no, it's not the transition that like I picture when I think of spring. That's why. That's that's a very fair argument. I put winter. Now, I don't dislike any season really. There's things about each season that I really enjoy. Right. Uh, winter's the one that I enjoy the least only because... Of what happens when there's not snow on the ground. When there's snow on the ground, I like tubing. I like going out, playing football. Right. You know, playing with my cousins in the snow. Snowball fights. We, uh, I live in a cul-de-sac, so we play this fun little game called the King of the Mountain. Not recently. You told me about that. But yeah. uh, basically, we just climbed up to the big snow pile, the uh, big forklift puts in the middle of the snow after they plow all of our streets. And uh, we just knock each other off of it. And in high school, people got banged up. It was a fun time. That'd be fun to play now. Uh, my, my, yeah. <laughs> We'd believe in body bags. Yeah. Uh, my, my gripe with winter starts when it's cold, but there's no snow. Yeah. Like what, that negative 20 wind chill. Yeah. But no, yeah. What, what do you do in December, January when there's no snow on the ground, but it's eight degrees out? 
Right. What do you do? Nothing. There's nothing to do when it's that cold outside and there's no snow on the ground. It's good. It's a good. Point. Unless you're really ambitious and you just yeah, because football you need the snow for the padding. Mm-hmm. So, I I that's why. That's fair. I had another thought. That's why I stuttered for a second there. But I think when there's snow on the ground, winter could crack my top two. But because of how lame it is and depressing when there isn't snow on the ground, it drops all the way to four because that's... it's dark at five. Sometimes at four thirty. You know, it... I kind of like it when it gets dark. I'm torn. I, I like get, winter break, not to cut you off. I like when it's winter break and it's still dark at like 8.30 in the morning and I can fall back asleep easier if I have nowhere to be. Yeah, that's good. It's weird because like I like summer. I like that it's warm really late, but I also don't mind when it's dark at 4 o'clock. Plus, I used to, when I pushed carts, my shift would be 4 to 9 or 5 to 9. Mm-hmm. So like I would get to work in the winter and like it's already dark outside. People aren't, it's not as busy. Pushing carts was easier mm-hmm. in the winter without snow, but... That's fair. That's not really a good enough reason to <laughs> move it anyway. Just a little. Uh, a little we'll, bit about me. we'll move in to number three. I said summer. Wow, that's you know what's funny too is like spring was like making this list. I was like, all right, spring's last, mm-hmm. just because of. And I don't do a lot in spring. If I was a big fisherman, I was a big spring turkey hunter, mm-hmm. which hunting plays into my list a little bit. Spring would be up there because there's a lot you can do in spring in the outdoor world. But I don't. Uh, summer at three, really? Yeah, that's nuts. I wonder if I got if I fell for the summer hype. Uh, well, like, I don't like even know chat. your number three. Sorry, I, I didn't know if you had a. <laughs> but I think I know what his number one is. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, oh man, you almost make me want to change them. I had fall at three. Okay. And I have in parentheses close tie with my number two. I will leave a mystery for now. Uh, fall's great because I assume, well, people say August is a summer month. And I don't know why. I always think school, late August, I think fall. But really, fall's what, September through November? Mm-hmm. It's so my birthday falls in that time. Halloween falls in that time. I'm a big horror movie guy, so like all the horror movies usually come out in October, or mm-hmm. the big ones at least. Halloween's really good. Um, hunting. Archery starts uh, October 16th in PA. And then like it worked out like when I was a kid, it was like archery. And then like my birthday was the next week, and that was squirrel hunting. And then deer season's Thanksgiving, the Monday after Thanksgiving's mm-hmm. uh, opening get that day. day off yep. for Thanksgiving break. And I'm, it's funny too. Thanksgiving really doesn't play into my fall argument because I'm not, I don't eat a lot of Thanksgiving food. I just like the pie, mm-hmm. so I'm not crazy about it like other people. But I will say fall might have one of the best feels to it, like mm-hmm. like a nice rainy fall day or just a cool fall day. I don't know. Falls falls a really good. I don't know. It just works. It's the better of the two transition ones. Okay. Hot to cool, not cool Oh, hot. the transition season. You know what I'm saying? Two I, of them are just filler. I think, yeah. I think fall is definitely better That's than fair. spring. But I'll hear what you say. Summer. Here's the deal. Here's the I deal. Just, I just meandered on fall and he goes, here's the deal. Here's why you're wrong, Kyle. Here's the deal. I love, I like a good summer. I like seeing all my friends. Mm-hmm. I like swimming in the pool. I like playing sports and whatnot. But there's other seasons left on the board where you can still do that and not feel like you are the most disgusting human on earth when you get done. 
summer's hot, summer is sticky, and it's, I just don't like that feeling. It's too overwhelmingly hot, and I'm too overwhelmingly pale to sit here, look you or anyone else in the <laughs> eye, and tell you that summer's my favorite month. Because 90% of the time when I step out of my house, I feel like I need to bathe in sunscreen for four hours before I dare set foot outside, like that picture of Mark Zuckerberg on the wakeboard and his face is just white. He has so much sunscreen. I feel like I need to leave my house like that, and it's just miserable half the time. How many times are you outside in the summer and you're like, this is just disgusting. It feels like I just took a bath. I hate that feeling, and as a result, summer ends up in number three. Wow. Feel free to disagree. I I like summer. I think summer, in terms of activities, is arguably the best season. Yeah. But in terms of just the feeling of the season, I think it's sweaty, it's sticky, and it's overwhelmingly hot to the point to where it almost becomes winter in the sense of you're afraid to do anything outside because mm. you're just like, I'm going to get heat stroke. Wow. You How's know, that for an opinion? That's, that was that was an opinion. You you had one. That uh, might be one like the t- first three times we acknowledged that. So. <laughs> Did we said something with the new season, right? I hope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we saying, pointed. I, I'm just saying we oh, always like to, it's like the centerpiece, but right? we ever rarely like acknowledge it. Not like we should be. It literally just says the name of the show, but it's wonderful. Um, what was I going to say? You said something about some, oh the feeling. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point. In terms of straight feeling, I almost think summer and winter probably last because you're either really cold or really hot. Fall probably has the best feel to it, mm-hmm. and I say the best smell to it. I'm a big smell guy. I don't uh-huh. know, you, you walk outside and it's like I'm oh, a big, is, big rain on asphalt kind of guy. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, that was an interesting argument. I am a little more high on summer. I, from my one and two, I focused a little, I mean, there's only two left, so you don't have to do a lot of deducing. I focus more on the activities, too, which is maybe where I differed from you, but that was good. You want to go with your two, or you want me to go? You can go with your two, then I'll, I'll hit you back. All right, I went with winter. Okay. So I'm. you now know my number one. But. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all knew it from the way we started. Uh, w- winter's number two. I guess probably because I'm a big, like, one or the other type thing because I kind of said, like, fall and spring or eh on the... I don't mind. Because I wear... When it's not really hot out, I wear a hoodie and sweatpants or a hoodie and jeans. Mm-hmm. It could be negative 20. It could be 30. It doesn't matter to me. So the cold doesn't bother me in that sense, but I think Christmas. Christmas is a huge reason why winter's number two. And it's, I don't know. It's a tough tough argument to be on top of sledding tubing Uh snow football i could play snow football like i said there's a lot of fun stuff to do in winter yeah i didn't even acknowledge christmas i thought that was the coward's way (laughs) but i didn't even i don't i haven't really put much thought into the holidays Mm. that make like each season good right but i just christmas is great because like if there's christmas break i'm also thinking of this with a little bit older mindset Mm -hmm. not like I'm working two jobs. I hang out once a week. But you know what yeah. I mean? And I'm thinking of yeah. this like back in like college, we'll say, because we both just graduated. Mm-hmm. So around that time, you had winter break. And it was like, in, in college, it was like a month off. So yeah. You had like, oh. Speaking of college, yeah. I'm never proud of when something doesn't work out for one of my friends. And when you left dental school, 
I genuinely felt bad because you wanted to do that since me and you really became good right. friends. Yeah. I... But after my dentist appointment today, <laughs> I'm really glad that you're no longer in dental school because I highly doubt I could have looked at anyone involved in the dental world and not have just beaten them. It yeah. was that bad. That that bad. Well, you told me, I mean, obviously we talked about it before. Yeah, that's... One, it's ridiculous. Two, the thing that stinks is like one of the things in dentistry that I liked about it going in was if you're someone who wants to make an impact on the field itself, that's a great one to go into. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates – I don't like going to the dentist. I hate getting dental work done because I had a bad experience when I was – 10 mm-hmm. and just like everybody else and Kyle said no one will ever have to suffer well, <laughs> the fate I suffer oh, it's when I was younger he was doing a cavity he hit a nerve or something I don't know what to this day I one of the nerves everything went blurry mm-hmm. it hurt and then he said something like I guess you should have brushed you should have brushed your teeth better or something yeah. like that. and I was like Are you kidding me like you just you missed you yeah. hit the wrong spot it's not my fault you, that, that's oh. essentially how mine today went. Being told I was flossing at the wrong time of day. Like I said, they And then being yelled be at happy. for wisdom teeth that I was told literally by the doctor, Miss Dental Assistant, that I should be waiting on until it bothers me. But anyway, back. Uh, yeah. Were you done? Or, or no, do you have yeah. more? Because I, no, that <laughs> no. wasn't like, are you finally done? I know, shut I, up? Know. I, I was just genuinely wondering. No, yeah, I'm good. It's... Uh... It's a good field if you want to change people's perspective. That was the one thing I did want to do, but I don't like working in an environment uh-huh. that big all yeah. day, every day. Yeah, this round. In your hands, and I just didn't like it. Um, so what, I said winter, and you said... Spring. Spring. Now, spring is... And Kyle's made me get a little self-conscious about my month choice, because this is like a, a lead-in holiday, or not holiday season. Right. But what makes spring cool is that for a pale guy like myself... It's warm enough, but it's not overwhelmingly warm. It's cool enough, but it's not overwhelmingly cool. If it plays out the way it's supposed to play out, if it's in the cards, should be between 50 and 65 on a good day. Yeah. Should be able to wear a hoodie during the day. Maybe if you're lucky once in a while, a t-shirt and jeans or something. Right. Maybe even get away wearing all shorts once in a yeah. while. That's nice. That's, there's a lot of variety in what you True. can wear. An ideal spring is really nice. Baseball starts... I always liked Easter because after Christmas and New Year's, you kind of have that long gap where you're really not seeing family much. And then yeah. March, April kicks in mm-hmm. and Easter falls in one of those months. Right. And it's like, okay, now I'm seeing some family again. It's going to kick off what's eventually going to happen in the summer. summer. Yeah. You know, school's winding down. I, I like, think I like that. From a younger person's you're Now right, that's not going to be associated. But it's like this whole month, almost this whole month, this whole season kind of builds up to the summer. And I kind of like that build-up feeling. And in ways, I like it more because you can start doing things that take place in the summer. That's a good That's a good argument, especially so, if you include May in mm-hmm. the spring. If you have, like, a cool May mm-hmm. and you get done with school or you're not doing anything later in the month. I like that, actually. It's tough because there's only four. Mm-hmm. Like, on any given day, I could change this entire list. Yeah. But, but even – I would admit it's kind of like a lead-in season in the summer. Sure. But what makes it work is that you can do almost everything you can do in the summer. It's just more comfortable in terms of right. temperature and weather and stuff. And I think that gives it the edge between that, seeing family again for the first time in a while. Uh, I think that makes it worth my number two. I like that. I like that point a lot, actually. Do you like my number one? 
which is fall, oh. parentheses, autumn. Uh. So I, I know a lot of people like fall, but I've never really heard why a lot of people like fall. Every time you go on Instagram, like every girl like you follow on the first day of fall is like the aesthetic of fall. You're wearing flannel. You're wearing jeans. I'm yeah. a big flannel and jeans kind of guy. Yeah. I think it's a good look. I think I pull it <laughs> off well. Not, I'm not very self-confident, so you know I must mean the words I'm right. speaking to you all right now. But the aesthetic is kind of cool, but I'm not going to sit here and go, the outfits are adorable. Like That's why fall is the best. You think of fall. Again, it's kind of like you know some really good stuff's coming up in the burner. Like you said, Halloween. You got Thanksgiving, which is eventually going to lead to winter and Christmas and stuff. And that's kind of this feeling of when the seasons are changing, you're kind of getting that vibe. You got the pretty trees, the foliage. It all looks nice outside. Again, it's not overwhelmingly hot. You can go outside, wear a hoodie, play football, play baseball, play something. And it's just a nice a nice feeling. You got pumpkin carving, you got hay rides, you got all that kind of activities in that one area of going outside and like enjoying how pretty it looks. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it work. Falls number one. To be honest, you may have convinced me that fall is better. Because the one thing I overlooked, and you could throw this in winter or fall, uh, football. College football comes back. NFL majority is in either fall or winter or both. Mm-hmm. Um, March Madness, I guess, would be a spring thing, but that's you know that's not that's not enough to sway spring. Um, man, on top of that, hunting seasons in fall. Like I said, all the horror movie stuff, all the spooky. Gosh, I said summer, and now I feel I feel typi- now- I feel very typical. Also, I forgot about the leaves changing in autumn and fall, whatever you want to call it. I forgot about how, how nice the, especially around here, Mike, you go out Route 8, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I said summer because of summer vacation, summer break. Again, I'm looking at it as if I had three months to do nothing. Oh, I, the one thing as I've gotten older with summer, the heat does suck especially where we're at and it gets humid like 90 percent, you know Mm -hmm. humidity but the heat doesn't bother me when i'm doing something like playing basketball wiffle ball football i think me and you not to cut you off are so competitive that you can tune out the heat everyone else complains about the heat and trust me like it's bothering me that's why i put summer so far down but me and you are so competitive where we won't realize how miserable it is until the games cool down and we're like resting in between games or something exactly which is why i completely see where you're coming from yeah i've noticed it the last time when we played basketball and wiffle ball i noticed it like everyone was like man it's getting hot you know and i was like I like it was the same thing. I felt the heat, but I was like, I don't know. I could play this for another four hours. Like, but I'm also because me and you are so messed up in the head. (laughs) I feel like everyone's complaining it's hot, and and I'm I'm like worried about like how many runs behind we are. I'm like envisioning myself on you know ABC in prime time. Like we're down two runs. Everyone's hot. It's miserable. But like I need to get this win. We need to win this backyard basketball. We need to get this backyard wiffle ball win. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm I'm the protagonist in the movie. I'm the main character. Like it's my time to step up. It's hot. It's miserable. Exactly. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks like that when we're playing. Cause yeah, I, I tune everything else out, especially like basketball when I'm just 
anything to get the rebound. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even thinking about who's next to me. The <laughs> guy I've known my whole life. No, I'm, he's not I'm thinking getting, about where that elbow's gonna land. Know, he's get, just looking at the ball. I'm getting that board. Uh, yeah. So the stuff I put summer so high because of the stuff you can do. Fourth of July is great. I'm a sucker for fireworks. That's another. One. I could sit and watch fireworks all day. It'd probably be the same one, and I'd watch it for an hour. That's where I'm going to differ a bit there. Oh, really? I, I, I love after, fireworks. I hate. I don't mind fireworks. I think they're pretty. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. What I do mind is when they shoot off like 16 in a row of the same one, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Like, every fireworks show should be like three minutes. Oh no! You, no. you, you, you get a little the little. Like little flary ones, then you get a couple that pop, and then you shoot off like 15 in a row, and then you do a couple really big ones consecutively. That is your grand finale. See you later. Go home. Oh, Maybe shoot man. the one that looks like the flag on the 4th of July in the air. Call it a day. See you later. The ones where it's like it pops, <laughs> it pops, and then everything at the edge of it goes, and so it's like a, it's like a double pop. Oh, I can watch it now. The fountains, the spinners on the ground, a bottle rocket, firecrackers. I don't care about that it's, Remember, you know, it's the big ones that i like the packs of like phantom fireworks we'd get as kids mm-hmm. and they would all literally be the same but you always saw that one big one at the top and oh it would, yeah it yeah. would just be the same fountain but right. like longer lasting you'd be like oh man yeah and they all yeah the mortars now that they're legal in pa that's all i would buy if i was mm-hmm. going there's no sense buying anything on the ground are those little worms like you'd light it and it would like extend a little oh, bit yeah, yeah. Was, oh that's cool Oh man, I, I I'm glad you respect fall, yeah. and I'm I'm still wondering if I was too hard on summer. You know, I think I think I was a little too soft on summer. It's tough too because, like I said, I thought about these as if I had no job, so I'm just living life. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the other thing too. Summer's great when you don't have a job. Even <laughs> like, even when we were in school, it was like summer break, no school for three months. You know, in college they kind of have long summers. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, well, now I have to go push carts in the heat all day. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. If you don't have to work in the summer and you can go do fun stuff in the heat, great. If you're mowing lawns, doing the mulch, pushing carts, it, it does suck yeah. to be in the heat. So I guess it it depends. I could. I almost wonder if I should go summer than fall. You've, you've convinced <laughs> me, and I don't want to meander any longer. Well, speaking of the heat, Colin Coward did a top 10 sidekicks in sports history. We're not going to spend too much time on this. We don't need to. But he mentioned some. And again, I actually like Colin Coward. I am a big fan. A lot of That's people, why I watched it. A lot of people crap on him. I like him. I think Joy Taylor adds a lot. Mm-hmm. I really like the program. But once in a while, he'll say or have some shtick that I'm just like, why? Yeah, I think sometimes he kind of... He puts stuff out there, and you're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. it's that story for the month type thing. Just to, not for views, because he's got his own show, but yeah. you know what I mean? Just to kind of, like, ruffle feathers. I don't know. But he did a top ten sidekicks in sports. Yeah. Some of them I didn't agree with, but I thought he argued them well enough to where I'd be like, it's fair when you look at it f- through that viewpoint. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, he did argue. He did argue well. A few pissed me off. Yeah. The first one that pissed me off was saying Dwayne Wade because Shaq carried the heat to the title that year. It was the complete opposite. That's I've one of the first sports memories I was conscious for. Right. And I remember Dwayne Wade was carrying Shaq because Shaq was kind of, he wasn't washed yet. But, but he that's was kind older. of That's kind of when ring chasing Shaq started. 
right. appearing when he went to Phoenix, the Heat, the Cavs, the Celtics. Celtics, right. And it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Shaq was still good from what I remember. I haven't looked up the stats, but sure. I know Dwayne Wade carried him guy. for that one. That was Dwayne Wade becoming his own. Yeah, and he's had a segment on his show where he talks about Dwayne Wade. He talks about like guys being like an alpha, mm-hmm. like LeBron versus Anthony Davis. He always brings up how LeBron is like the number one, and Anthony Davis just doesn't have it to be the alpha of a team. And yeah. they saw it in New Orleans. And he was like, Dwayne Wade was the alpha, and I'm pretty sure he refers to when him and Shaq were together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then in this one, he was he said Shaq care and also no, I, Dwayne Wade's great. I'm not saying he was a bad basketball player at all. I think he gets overlooked a lot in recent memory. No chance is Scottie Pippen not better than Dwayne Wade as far as a two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, Scottie that Pippen one, was number 10. Yeah, that's what we should have said. Scottie Pippen was 10. I think Dwayne Wade was 6, 7, 8. And, and just because that people always say, like, oh, he was the Scottie to his MJ. Like, that's the standard, but it's, exactly. it's worth it. Yeah. Because what was MJ till Scotty showed up? He was the number two. That's why every time you say, like, duos in sports, it's he was the MJ to his Scotty. He was the Scotty to his MJ. There's a reason that's the case. Yeah. It's because they were the original. I don't want to say original, but it makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of the duos he talked about were successful without their sidekick, except for Pippen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Dwayne Wade was successful with LeBron by himself with Shaq. I, what was the other one that was on there? Belichick, I guess. I don't, oh, that one. How do you put a coach? That one was stupid. He's not a sidekick. And again, it's easy for us to go. That was so dumb. But here's my thing. Granted, Brady won this year. Right, Brady had a great him. defense. Brady had a star-studded cast sure. of receivers and running. I don't know if you want to say running backs, but yeah, there's good. a talented cast there. Yeah. Of players on offense, on defense, and he goes, we saw what Brady did without Belichick with him and what Belichick did without Brady. The Patriots had all those guys on their defense opt out because of COVID. Yeah. They had Cam Newton, who I love Cam Newton. Everyone always craps on Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton. I don't think he's as good as he was when he was in Carolina. Okay, yeah. He's still capable. He didn't have that many weapons at his disposal. Edelman retired. No, he didn't have— Or no, Edelman got— Edelman didn't retire until after this season, right? He got hurt. Right, he didn't do much. Yeah, yeah. he got hurt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but I believe he got hurt. And they weren't great, and now, you know, it seems like the Bills have rebuilt to where they're playoff teams now. The right. Dolphins showed some life this season. They mm-hmm. weren't great, though, obviously, and the Jets were the Jets. Yeah. But to say, like, oh, Belichick needed Brady, now we have our answer, I don't think that's remotely accurate. Well, no, and so if if Brady would have lost in Tampa, Mm -hmm. would you have said Brady was the Scottie Pippen to Belichick's MJ? When Brady was struggling, everyone said, look, Belichick made him. Yeah. And then they went on the run. Yeah. Which is weird because I I don't want to put words in that, but I guarantee you Coward was bringing that up. Right. The other thing is... Bill Belichick went 10-6 and six with Matt Castle when Brady was hurt that one year. Granted, they didn't make the playoffs, right? but they went 10-6 and six with Matt Castle. They got him paid in Kansas City. Yeah. You, I, 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 I think I need a bigger sample size than yeah. one year when half of his defense opts out because of COVID and, and just, his offense is retooling. And when you think sidekicks in sports, you don't think a coach in a— Like, what about Phil Jackson and MJ? Yeah. Like, where do you put that? Yeah, coaches and— and players don't work. That, it made no sense. The other yeah. one that really irritated me, and I don't know how good my argument would be for it, 
But oh. saying Jerry Rice at number two. Oh, there's another one I wanted to bring I'm up. I'm sure too. it'll be the same one, to be completely honest <laughs> with you. But how do you say the greatest receiver of all time is a sidekick? Yeah, and his and, point was just that it was Montana's team and Montana's uh-huh. dynasty, which is fair. Yeah. But like, again, Number two? Yeah. That's what I think he could have got, because like, I agreed with Gronk and Brady. Right. Like, that's a great duo. This also made me question, does this work for every sport? I, no. Basketball, you got five guys on the floor at the same time. Hockey, you're on a line. That's why I liked the one, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy, he, the hockey guy he put on the list. That oh, was like Gretzky's. Messier? I think I that might be pronounce it. it. Marier, Messier. Yeah, it was I something never knew French that guy, like that. And but appa- it was a good point, right? And the, like, those are the two sports. Where I think it's completely reasonable because you're on the same line, maybe get sure. moved around, or you're one of the five guys out there. Right. You have an offense and defense on a football, yeah, football team. Football and baseball. baseball. You got individual positions that are you know the same goal to get outs or to get hits. Exactly. But how does that counteract? Like, there's n- numerous good players on any baseball team that was ever good. Right. Well, yeah, you got to have at least You need nine, to have you know? <laughs> at least decent pitching. You need to right. have some decent hitting at the very least. Yeah, it doesn't work very well for, I don't even, he didn't bring up soccer. But mm-hmm. even soccer would be a stretch because it's so yeah wide of a playing field. And then coach, the coaching barrier doesn't work. But you could say any wide receiver would need a good quarterback to be good. Because yeah. you need someone to throw him the ball. So that was just confusing to what me. What about like Randy Moss? I mean, you could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I what, didn't. What's I didn't the like one that one. pissed you off? So, it's Kareem, but he also did it. He, when you like, all right. He said Kareem was the one of the better twos or sidekicks to Magic because it was Magic Showtime Lakers, which I get it. Mm-hmm. Magic gets a lot of the credit, but what? Like you don't, you don't. No one looks at Kareem and Magic as a one and a two or yeah. a sidekick. Like they were just two great players on the same also, team at the same time. Kareem was older by then, right? Yeah. And he has the most points in league history. Right. And how has the guy the most points in league history, the sidekick? Exactly. And that and I regardless. Get like, right. And he brought that up because he, you know, statistically Kareem's probably the best player of all time with all his accolades. But they're just they weren't they didn't feed off each other like that. Like he did Stockton to Malone. That's, I love that one. I, exactly. Because without Malone Stockton isn't the same, and without Stockton, Malone isn't the same. Like that, that was great. Same with Scottie Pippen and MJ. But yeah, Kareem, like he had, a, he had the hook shot. He had his own thing. He didn't need. I'm not saying he didn't need M, uh, Magic Johnson, but it just, uh, it, it sounded weird. Yeah, it, I'm trying to. I had an example in a different sport with like a one and a two like that, where it just doesn't work, and I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. and I'm bummed. Or like with the Celtics, would you say? Paul Pierce to uh, Kevin Garnett, yeah. or Ray Allen to one of the, like you wouldn't consider because they was like their own thing. They were yeah. a trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that got me thinking. Would you say like LeBron and Kyrie then in 2016? That, oh, I thought of uh, Kevin Durant and Steph and the Warriors. Yeah, who's one? Who's two? And how would you even argue one's a sidekick? Yeah, because that, that was my gripe with Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Like that's two legendary, arguably best in their position, playing at the same time. Right. I don't think. One needed the other to accelerate, and that's why yeah, I, I was because obviously again you need someone to throw you the ball if you're Jerry Rice, but if you're a great talent like Jerry Rice, like he could have succeeded with I think a lot of different people, right? And so it was just confusing to me to say like how far do we stretch this? If there's two yeah. good players on a team and you you know is 
does that make it does that constitute as it becoming a Batman Robin thing? No, I like I said, I think you made a great point. It's got to be a sport where everyone's on the court or on the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's why basketball and hockey or or I guess on the ice. Um, I think basketball and hockey are really the only two you could do it for. And even hockey's tough just because it's so offense, defense. Basketball, mm-hmm. two good guys on the floor in basketball can control an entire game. And I think you that's what made that happen really in any. I other think sport. that's what made the dynamic of the list weird. Yeah, is he, that he should have kept it at basketball. He should have tried to keep it to like one or two sports, or done it for sports, and then maybe you can understand. This is weird the way he did it. Yeah, throwing Lou Gehrig in there. Yeah, at like number nine. Yeah, and I was like that. That was just dumb. Kobe, which yeah. I get. Kobe was kind of Shaq's sidekick early, but even then, it was. It's okay, the same. That, that what made me. I understand that was still Shaq's team allegedly at that point. Kobe was young. I got that. Yeah, but in my mind, when I hear sidekicks. I'm thinking someone who was the sidekick their whole career. Exactly. I'm thinking of the guy that never emerged, and you go, you know, if he didn't have him, so-and-so probably wouldn't have won as much. That's what I was going to bring up again. You but s- you don't think of Kobe Bryant and go, oh, Shaq's little, you know, sidekick. No. You think of a top a 10 dog. generational yeah. talent in the NBA's history. It's all, yeah, like disrespectful, almost, to put him in that category. It's the same as Kareem and Magic. And that's, no one was a sidekick That's there. really, I think, now thinking about it more, what made me mad about Jerry Rice, too— is right. that at no point do you sit there and think that about Jerry Rice either. Like, you don't sit and go, ah, Jerry Rice, uh, Joe Montana's helper. Like, right. No. You think of them being a good duo in terms of they were both arguably the best at their position. Exactly. Not, oh, he, he helped him flourish and become who he was. Like, I don't. I don't know. No, I, I agree completely. And everyone's knock on Jordan is that he didn't win until Scotty got there. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the narrative is just, like, perfect. For him being a sidekick. And he was like the second best. He was probably a top five player in the NBA. And two of them, you know, one was Jordan at the time. And then Scotty's probably somewhere in the top, other top five on the same team at the same time. And he was just the sidekick. Because yeah. he brought it up in another video. He was, Scotty will always be undermined because of how great Jordan was. Just like Kyrie and Kevin Love will never get. You know, Kyrie made that big three. Mm-hmm. Nobody, not nobody cares, but people. LeBron, I, I would argue people think of LeBron's block more than Kyrie's three. Yeah, that might sound stupid if you don't think that way, but I think when you think of that game seven, mm-hmm. you think of three one, and you think of blocked by James. Right. I don't think many people. Obviously, the next thought is Kyrie's three, but I sure. think LeBron's block comes first. I could be wrong in that. Oh yeah. But I think that's the defining moment because they would have been down, and that would have changed the dynamic of Kyrie oh, shooting sure, that shot. Sure. It's just funny how, yeah. you know what I mean, it's LeBron's championship, he will, you know. And Kyrie had a great series, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. but you don't, and you won't ever hear about it. He did a lot it. better than Matthew Della Vadova did the year before. Yes, yeah, he did. Well, Della Vadova, I think people actually, like, got on his bandwagon for a bit, because he had a couple He wasn't bad. Yeah, it's I don't just, think he sucked. I can't remember. It's tough, too, but, when you play with a guy like Jordan or LeBron, when you have a bad game, mm-hmm. he's never going to have a bad game, so you stand out as yeah. that, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll Scotty move. Pippen's number one, and that was just ludicrous. <laughs> we'll move on to Forensic Files. That's right. On Netflix, you're going to go to Collection 8, episode name, Till Death Do Us Part. You said you're going to go to, you're just giving them instructions. Yeah, you're going to go there, you're going to watch now. it, you're going to come right back here, we'll wait. That's we'll, right. I'll check the time. Um, anyway, we meet Bobby Curley in the intro video. 
Not Bobby Hurley, who I thought of every single time they said Me Bobby well. Curley. I knew you were going to say that too. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> yep. I'm really glad to hear that we were on the same wavelength for that one. Because I said, I hope Kyle thinks Bobby yeah. Hurley. Oh, I, I was uh, thinking about Bobby Hurley. <laughs> opening narration. I thought about him the whole time. Uh, Bobby Hurley's taken to the hospital. He's hallucinating and in pain. And they say the treatment was killing him, not curing him. And I go, hmm, I wonder if this is just like a medical like anomaly kind of right. thing. Right. I was really interested to see where this was going to go. And so then we go back to the beginning, where all forensic files begin. (laughs) 32-year-old Bobby Curley, not Hurley, was described as most dead people as a fun-loving guy. (laughs) That was a little rude. (laughs) Described as a fun-loving guy. Everyone liked him. Uh, His siblings loved him, as you would hope. (laughs) And uh, he was called a great brother, and he liked fishing. (laughs) Uh, Sounds a bit like Kyle. Uh, (laughs) He married Joanne Chapit. Chopat? I don't know what my... I just have Joanne written. Yeah, Chopak, I think is what it is now. Okay. I can't read my own handwriting because I was writing in like shorthand. <laughs> married Joanne Chopak. Chopak, yeah. It doesn't really matter. We're going to call her Joanne. In 1990, she was a widow with a four-year-old daughter. Her previous husband died in a car accident. Yep. So the family gets together, get married. They move into Joanne's home in Wilkes-Barre, PA. I don't know if it's Wilkes-Barre or Wilkes-Barre. Everyone pronounces it different. It's I, one of those two. Do you know how close it is to here? I forgot to no, look it up. No. Mm-hmm. It's by Scranton, I think. Oh, okay. It's close to Scranton. I'm not sure. I don't go to that area of PA yeah. too often. No, me either. Um, so Bobby was an electrician. I'm not going to call him Bobby Curley because then I'm just going to be thinking of Bobby Hurley this whole episode. <laughs> and I don't want to imagine Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner while we're talking about someone <laughs> getting murdered. Uh, so Bobby's an electrician. He worked a major project at a lab, and the lab wasn't clean. Bobby becomes seriously ill, and his brother was the one that noticed Bobby didn't look right because he had one drink at a bar and was like, all right, it's time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and his brother's like, that ain't right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, that part was good. Yeah, his brother's mustache is pretty cool, too. I, I have a note on here, and I don't know if you picked up on this. Everyone in that episode looked familiar. Like, they would interview somebody— like his sister a little bit, him a little more, his brother, like they would keep showing, cause you know how forensic files is. There's mm-hmm. always someone new. This, they were really others. close to their faces. And they this were, one, I felt like, yeah, I felt like they were invading my personal space. Yeah. The, they were, the close-ups were a lot closer than usual, but either they looked familiar, like to the point where it was creepy. The brother, I can see it. I just, I kept seeing these people and I was like, the brother looked like a stereotypical before? balding guy with a mustache. Yeah. But, I just it, I'm gonna it think about that now. Uh, but his, his brother doesn't, or his brother notices he doesn't feel well. He couldn't walk the right way. He had numbness in his extremities. Right. And so they take him to the hospital. He gets treated and he gets better. They said he had some disease that I Elaine Barr. Yeah, there it is. Elaine Barre syndrome. I, I think. learned it, it was back some in school. I French forget. pronunciation on the bear. I think it's something with your nervous system, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's basically like your extremities go numb, right, or something along those lines. They treated him, and he felt better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they go, the pain comes back, and it's even worse. And he walked into his bathroom. They had to carry him. They said, and he starts vomiting. And they take him to the medical center, and he is hallucinating now. They had to restrain him, Yeah, they said at one point. And he wasn't getting any better. They said basically he was dying, but all of his blood work was fine. So they were a bit confused. And mm-hmm. then he started losing hair, which Dr. Donovan, mm-hmm. who uh, 
pretty cool character, this one. Mm-hmm. I hate saying character because it's real people, it's real, right. but he's a pretty cool dude. He goes, huh, wonder this is thallium poisoning. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they do a urine test, and it comes back. He has, is it thallium or thallium? Thallium. With it the is TH. thallium? Yep. Okay. Uh, thallium. thallium poisoning is what shows up, and they say it doesn't show up on most tests. Right. That would be standard test just to gauge if something's wrong. Right. You'd have to do a more invasive test. And it was used in rat poison, yeah. and there's no known antidote, which I thought was an interesting word to use. Yeah, this this uh, this episode in general was very creepy. I th- like every now and then you get a good forensic files that like will scare you a little bit. Like uh, this one creeped me out, probably because it was so late when I watched it too. But like I watched it earlier today, so oh, it wasn't okay. dark. But if you it were... was dark, I probably like it wasn't spooky. <laughs> That'll make yeah, sense there... in a second. What I just <laughs> did with my water bottle. There's no. No antidote. I like. I made a note. Like you don't hear of that very often, and mm-hmm. the, especially like, granted, it was nineteen ninety. But like, could you imagine going to the doctor today and them telling you what was wrong and saying like, yeah, and there's nothing. Like obviously, like types of cancer. There's some mm-hmm. diseases you can't cure, but like something like this where it's like, yeah, there's there's nothing they can try. Right. Yeah. There's no way to get this out of your system. It's in there, and you're gonna die. Yeah. And, and granted, he was beyond the point of like consultation i mean mm-hmm. he was kind of out of it but like that's just that to me that's scary one of the scariest things just <laughs> you know what was really scary know? when the sister's recalling when they found out what it was and she yeah. goes the doctor pointed at all of his diplomas for med school and said they're not gonna help what? bobby's gonna die yeah that i was it was noon when i watched this and i said no that's what i have enough i said yeah. no yeah, that that's what I meant to bring up. I thought Could when she first that? said that, she was pointing at them and was like, all of this and you can't help my brother. But oh. then I, 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 I rewinded it and it's him going, the I did all of this. This is all I've accomplished. There's nothing. nothing. There's nothing. Like your yeah. brother's going to die. That's, that's terrifying. No matter what position you put yourself in, relative, patient, or doctor, I would be gutted. Oh my gosh. With that. How, that's insane. How do you even tell the lady? Like, obviously, that's a point at all your stuff and say you can't do anything. That's a great way to get the point across. But, oh, my gosh. I, no, like you just said, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine any position. That's why this one creeped me out so much. That and, like, I have an interest in medical stuff, uh-huh. obviously. So to be in any of those spots would be terrifying. And right now in this episode, I'm thinking, like, this is going to be really cool. I had my suspicions on, was he tampered with? Did he just get it from the lab and they had to, like... Right. There were a couple ways where this could have gone in my mind. Sure. You can bounce back ideas because they address how disgusting the lab was. Yeah. So I thought, did he get it at the lab accidentally and they need to prosecute whoever was in charge of cleaning the lab before they came as like an right. unintentional murder? That would be what, like third? third? Is there a fourth degree? I don't know. A, a low, right. Like an accidental murder, basically. Sure. Did someone lie to them and tell them it was safe and they get like a violation? Right, right. Mans- like involuntary manslaughter That's or it. something probably yeah. would be the most sensical thing they it was that. weird they mentioned his wife so i thought maybe his wife right or i thought was it just like a medical mm-hmm. weird thing well they and like about... he accidentally got it and like there was no harm in how he contracted thallium right but it was a medical question like how can we treat this sort of thing and how did he um, accidentally get it so there's like three branches in my head of where it could go did you have any thoughts at this point on what the clear well, ticker was they also said uh People mess with him at work. 
Yes, and that was put, what I was going to get to next. And they were like, maybe they thought it was Valium that they put in his mm-hmm. drink instead of Thallium. And I was like, well, that's... <laughs> could you imagine someone goofing around and throwing yeah. Thallium in your drink? So but, we'll, we'll jump down to that too since you brought it up. Uh, he fell into a coma and passed away, I think, September... They never say have, a year. I don't have the date. They just say in September. I assume it's the year after he got married, which would be 91. I could be wrong, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to be 91, actually, thinking into what we learned a little bit later. Uh, so the questions then start rising. Did he get it at the lab? There was a thallium poisoning label on one of the bottles in right. this lab. And then they say all yeah. tests were negative. They tested it. Uh, some cupboards he brought home. They tested countertops and stuff at the lab. Nothing comes back positive for thallium. No one else at work had it. But yeah. his wife and stepdaughter had trace amounts of thallium. Yeah. And so now investigators are like, this is weird. Why do his you know, right, wife like, and stepdaughter have it? Right. No one at work has it. This is getting a little fishy now. Mm-hmm. And they find it in his iced tea jugs, which yeah. made me think of Psy. From Duck Dynasty, oh, who always yeah. walked around with the iced tea. <laughs> the cup. Uh, I used to have that poster of him down here with all his saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ain't that I a fact check? Um, so, oddly enough, they go, was this a practical work joke gone bad? Right. And my mind is like, that makes sense. But who's going to put rat poison in a dude's drink as right. a joke? And when they said, like, the Valium over Thallium, I was like, okay, I guess, you know, maybe they didn't know what it was. But, like, even that would be a stretch because, like, if you work in a chemistry lab, you're qualified enough to know. Like, well, I'm. They were electricians working in the lab. Oh, were, they weren't. He, he was an electrician. They had a project at this lab. Oh, you know what's funny is I missed that at the beginning. I remember, like, they said he worked in a lab, and I looked up, and I was like, wait a minute. I missed why he's in a lab. And mm-hmm. then they said it was for work, and I just assumed he worked there. If that's the biggest detail you missed, it's really not that big oh, of a detail. Okay. I have, he, you had he was in the lab, During which is a basically, project yeah. is what I have written. So he was in the oh, okay. You had he was in the lab, which is basically what you needed to get out right, of it. Right, right. His occupation didn't matter. He could have been a okay. part-time dancer just working an extra shift <laughs> just, in the lab. It doesn't matter. Then, yeah, that definitely makes that hypothesis of a practical joke way more feasible mm-hmm. because yeah they don't know what they're doing if they're just electric not that electricians don't know what they're doing yeah you get my point they then say he was promoted over more experienced people to be the foreman at this job yep there's a motive yeah so there's a motive check, check them off we the got list. check the we boxes got motive. we got alibis the workers had pranked him before uh and so everyone's like Fire hey history. maybe we can figure this out mm-hmm. uh then we get back to the home the homestead <laughs> because <laughs> Thallium is found in a thermos that he never ended up taking to work. Yes. And Joanne oh, goes... And go ahead. Joanne goes, easy explanation. He brought some home, didn't want to waste it, poured it into another thermos, never took it. At this point in the episode, I heard that and I was like, she's clear. She. We don't know who did it. All I know is that's a damn good explanation and that's a good one that... Who's going to say, no, you're lying? Like, mm-hmm. that was, to be honest, from what we learned, that could very well have been exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. But. I, that's, I thought it was her. My hypothesis, was, we keep saying hypothesis, like yeah, we're proving I, a scientific right. discovery. Right. My thought at that point was that she did it. And then that happened. I go, that's a damn good excuse. And she has thallium. Like, did she slowly deteriorate? But then sure. later on, they say like. They weren't affected by it, the daughter right. and wife. It so was, was like, yeah, ah. very minimal. I went, ah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I heard that, and I was because I I assumed it was her at least just where the episode was kind of trending because mm-hmm. they all kind of have that way that like well if she's not getting interviewed obviously she's not in the picture anymore so that's part of it but mm-hmm. and so then another doctor don't know if it's Doctor Donovan he he like gets him exhumed mm-hmm. Bobby Curly not Hurley right <laughs> gets him exhumed they do a hair test because hair can be traced back six months yeah so they can see everything that was exposed to him. Mm-hmm. He's exposed to thallium before the lab job started. Right. Two months after they got married, I think. Yes. Two months after they got married is where he believes that he was exposed to thallium mm-hmm. for the first time. And there was a large amount in his organs, which means he got a large amount before death is kind of like to finish him off, basically. Sure. Right. So. And that's the big forensic part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Every episode they spend has a lot of time getting really in-depth on how that all the worked. Hair. They show the little pin board that we always make mm-hmm. fun of where he makes a timeline like right. this that shows like a I'm motioning my finger with like the little string and right. uh, thumbtacks. He makes like a timeline on a tack board basically mm-hmm. of what he thinks happened. Yep. And then they find out what 90% of these episodes end up discovering. There was a life insurance policy someone wanted to cash in on. Yeah. And Joanne became the main beneficiary of a $300,000 life insurance policy on our mm-hmm. boy Bobby. And she started poisoning him about two months after this, they thought. That's, That's when it was traced back to. They said she had a motive now. And... And it she, starts literally right after this gets signed, like two months after they're married. Yeah, she, she starts poisoning him because he made her the sole benefactor. Yep. In this life insurance policy, and I go, uh oh. Did you have the uh oh? You, I thought you were gonna say something. Oh no, the one no, time no. I'm not cutting you off. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah. As soon as they mentioned the life insurance, it was like okay, it was her. And what I thought was crazy, and they kind of like not word for word, but they talk about how they basically just kept going back in time on this timeline until she was the only person who could have done it. And what I wanted to know, and like, obviously it's a 30 minute episode, so you're not going to find out, but like, did she confess before they went to court? Cause like, just because she's the only person who could have done it mm-hmm. doesn't mean she did do it. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you, how did they prove that? Or did they take it to court? Cause she, she pled guilty. Yeah. To third degree homicide. I I wonder if it was a situation where it's like, we're going to try you for first degree mm-hmm. unless you agree. Well, they said like she was going to get the death penalty if she didn't plea, I think. I just wonder if they could have proved that it was her. Yeah. But then again, if you tell a jury, you show them all this evidence and say, there's only one person who was available at all those times to do it, they're probably going to find you guilty. So. And so. Just interesting. Sorry. Joanne wouldn't let her husband's family in. She was alone in there and watched him get taken off life support and die, it turns out. Yeah, that's also sketchy. She's the only one who wanted to see because she wanted to make sure he was gone, Mm -hmm. obviously. And she also put that large dose of thallium in a soda right before before, he died and like made him drink it. And I go, oh, this woman's just a total piece of crap, Yeah, which I kind of had an inclination uh, she gets arrested in 1996 and confesses like immediately, mm-hmm. like our guy in the first one. Yeah, just Holds. just cracks and goes, "Yeah, I, I did it." Yep. Uh, she confessed to the poisoning, and her timeline was almost identical to the one that the doctor made on the little tack board. They say they say it was almost like identical, almost picture perfect. I was gonna say they really like focus in on that, on like how what she confessed to matched the forensic evidence so clearly. 
And I feel like most people would see that and be like, yeah, makes sense. That's how forensic works. But like when this came out, that that's like nuts. I don't, as like a, I guess like a science nerd, mm-hmm. when you do something like that and it's like, now here's how it should go in the real world. And then you check <laughs> for it to match that closely. I'm sure that scientist, like he said, he said it was like incredible. Not that he was excited it happened. but Yeah. Like, that was depressing too. Like yeah. He's like, I was like, he's not happy. You could tell but, he thought it was cool. Like that he predicted it that way that it was, was almost exact per- it was basically exact but he's also like ah that kind of sucks that, yeah it's been going on that long and so then she says and i quote i killed him for the money and that's that the depressing end to have an opinion the the one thing i was going to add the sad thing about that she started all that she didn't even know that there was thallium in that chemistry lab i forgot to mention that yeah how crazy is it like if there wouldn't if he would have been working at like a hospital or some random place it would have been probably would have found her sooner Mm -hmm. but just like crazy how like somebody could almost get away with it just out of coincidence like that she would have had no idea yeah oh and she claimed that she didn't ingest the thallium i think I think she did on purpose. Yeah. That'd be my guess. But you would want well, to confess Well, that's what the one guy to said, too. She took trace amounts of it so that it would show up to yeah. throw them off. That's what... It almost really worked out for her between that and then it being at the spot they were working at. Right. Maybe she accidentally did drink it with that when she... Because then she said she didn't she, know she how much she put in. Red pill or blue pill. Yeah. And then she started putting in more because she didn't think it was working. And it's like, that's what I wanted to. If she would have done a little bit yeah. over like a year or two... I wonder if they would have been able to trace it, if it would have been I got a wayside. hell of a question. Yeah. They said it used to be used in rat poison. Yeah. They also say she got this from her grandma's house. Yeah. How much rat poison did her grandma keep laying around? <laughs> That's a good question. I w- that, it's still scary to me that that can happen. And it's like, well, it's too late and it's intraceable. Like, it's scary because, like, imagine if that lady, his wife, was like, super educated like a chemist mm-hmm. or somebody who knew how to cover their trap that's scary that's scary, scary that's a thing that's out there there's another episode that's similar to this i'll off to find it because i need to pick one mm-hmm. i always feel bad i get out no, of work late fine. and then i never pick one i'll find that one it's a similar scenario and it's like she's it's crazy that she didn't get away with it type right thing. like it's just that right that weird well that was a good one. You almost got away with another week of not having opinions in your life, but here we are every Friday at noon. Thank you for tuning in to Have an Opinion. We will see you next week, hopefully. We don't know when I'm going to start my job, but we're going to be proud of it, mm-hmm. and we will keep uploading these as long as we can because that is our job. You freaks, we'll see you next time.